Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Searnan. What it do? This time next week, mm. it will be football season. I'm not talking game opener. I am talking full slate of games played waiting for Monday night's game to complete. Yep. I am ecstatic. Week one is upon us. Week one is upon us. Our suffering is going to commence once again. Oh, yeah. The Eagles... I don't even know anymore. I talk myself up. I talk myself down. I talk myself off of ledges with them. I don't know. What yeah. will we expect? I mean, that's every year, man, isn't it? You know, you get so excited and then we fall back to earth real quickly. So uh, we fall back to earth or the earth collapses from beneath us. Yeah. And we fall into the giant sinkhole that is being a Philadelphia sports fan. Indeed. Uh, okay, moving forward from that, Sixers news, Ben Simmons will not be reporting to camp. Great. Absolute great news. You know, uh, nothing better than that. Um, Rich Paul and Clutch Sports are just giving us the middle finger at this point. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure uh, we'll, we'll get into this too, but they're trying to get Tyrese Maxey shipped out too because he's with, he's with Clutch. But what does that have anything to do with the like, – it doesn't agent work for the player – is, isn't that the main argument here? I, I understand Ben's not happy anymore here. Okay, I get that. But what does Tyrese Maxey have to do with it? Why was his name involved? Yeah, his name shouldn't have even come up. Uh, but if if Ben Simmons is going to get traded, like if you had any doubts that Ben Simmons was not going to get traded, then those doubts are gone because he's probably on the move. So that's all that was to me. Um, and like you said, Tyrese Maxey's name should not even come up in conversation. And I'm pretty sure that that news was false anyway. So uh, I'm not even worried about it. I, I, I'm, I'm more of a, a thinker when it comes to that stuff, that it was damage control. They put it out there to see how it would be received. And everyone was like, wait a second. Yeah. Hold on. I mean, you are in the Philadelphia market. So, you know, there's always going to be that. Uh, Joel really- Embiid, he went on a Twitter tirade. Yeah. said the fact that you guys believe everything that's put out there, like, you got to do better. You know, that, that a lot of people took offense to that, but I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. We have our flaws too, but like he, he passed up an open dunk in game seven. Am yeah, I not supposed to say anything? I don't, no, listen, I don't think he's really, I don't think he's ripping the fans for blaming Ben. I think he's ripping the fans for believing everything they see online. Um, and it is definitely out of context. Right, it's definitely understandable, and I get it. Like I, I, when he said that, I took no offense to it because he's absolutely right. You know, there's there's so many stories and stuff that comes out that just aren't true, and that it's just for views. We've said this before on the podcast. It's just people people write crap just to get views, and that's all they care about. They don't care what they're writing about. So you know, you can't believe everything you hear on the internet, and you can't believe all these you know ridiculous stories that come out. Some of them are true, but some of them are not. So we'll get into some of the stories that came out, and we'll, we'll talk about them, unfortunately, and um, what what the repercussions are for Ben missing camp. Yeah. Um, the Phillies, they, you know, how do they keep dragging people back in? 
<laughs> even though they'll go on a streak of losing like five in a row to people like the Marlins. It's just but like they'll they'll win two out of three and then they'll play them another series and they'll get swept. You know, uh, you know during this whole season of the ups and downs, I've never really had faith in this team. If I'm being honest with with you, you know, a lot of people were jumping on the bandwagon, pun intended. Um, but I, I never really hopped on. Like, obviously, I'm still a fan, and I always will be a fan. But I, I'm, I'm not buying this team. I just don't. You know, there's too many injuries. There's too many just inconsistency. You know, when they go on these six or seven game win streaks, I'm like, okay, but then they're gonna fall back to earth. Just watch, and they do. So, me personally, I just don't. I just this team's not good enough, man. I mean, and that's you know that's probably me being a pessimistic and you know uh that's probably not right you know if they do well then you know prove me wrong that's all that's all i'm saying but i mean every night they're throwing out you know some triple a lineups i mean you you have harper real muto and and segura and then who else so I, i don't know i mean you know can they beat these these worst teams yeah they can but you know, when you're losing two or three to the Marlins and, and you're getting swept by the Diamondbacks and it's just, I don't know. Um, it, it makes it hard to have faith in a team. Exactly. Uh, so what, what we're going to do is go through the remaining schedule, see if there's a possibility. And, you know, just what the team has to do to remain a cohesive unit and actually perform. Yeah. And I mean, on that note. I have nothing left. What you say, Chip A? Cue the rock music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. Let's get in the huddle and talk some game week birds. Baby, go birds. Birds. No song this week. Go birds. All right. So, first off, I would like to ask, how stoked are you for football? You know, I don't think you could be measured by anything. I think the excitement is so immense that it's just, you can't even put into words how excited I am for football. I can't wait, and hear me out, to sit on my couch Yep. Hung over beyond belief. Oh, yeah. And just watch Scott Hansen say. Oh. Oh, my God. I, I think it might be copyright to say it, so I can't say it. Oh, we can't but, say it? You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, but it is Scott Hansen, and it is on NFL Red Zone. I'm saying it. Can we say it? Yeah, go ahead. Seven hours of commercial-free football. 
start now. That is so hot. Just that alone right there. It gets me so excited. I will sit there with my phone plugged in next to me for hours. And I will keep my fantasy app open, destroying my phone's internal battery, killing the life of it. Yep. It's going to be great. And look, I wish I could say the same thing for my excitement for the Eagle season itself. Mm. There's a lot of question marks. And, you know, we've talked a lot this offseason. Will Jalen Hurts be the answer? Yep. And I, I really do hope so. I hope that we see – like, we've heard from the players that, yes, Jalen Hurts is a great leader. Yes, that's great news. I want to hear stuff like that. But is he going to be the guy that we can count on going down the line? Is he a franchise quarterback? That's something I've yet to see. And what everyone, including the Philadelphia sports media, is going to be looking for. Now – Chip, I do have one thing that I would like to just state out in the open now so that everyone is aware that it's going to happen. Okay. If Jalen Hurts has one bad game, Mm. one, all of Philadelphia sports media is going to say, we should be playing another quarterback right now, even if it's just one bad game. Are we going to again fall into the trap? I want to say no, but I just don't. I don't. You want to say no, but you listen to people that call into Philly Sports Radio, and you're like, where do you people come from? Right. Who taught you how to watch sports? It's like they climbed out from under their rocks that they slumbered under, and they're like, I'm going to cause trouble. Any, you know, any smart fan should know, you know, you have to give him a few weeks, you know, to get everything, you know, get him used to things. You have to give him a season, man. Yeah. <laughs> this you is know, the first full give, season. Well, people are going to, you know, it's, like you said, people are going to give him a week. And if he has a bad game, they're going to say throw in Mitch or Flacco. So, you know, for me personally... I'm excited for him, and if he has a bad game or two, I'm not going to be like, all right, you know, that's it. No, I'm not going to say that. Um, But there are going to be fans who probably think that and say that. Um, I mean, and and then you do have to look. On the flip side, if Jalen Hurts has six consecutive bad games, okay, that's a different story and a different animal entirely. But what I'm talking about is the whole – Someone has one bad game, and the media and some fans immediately jump to get him out of town. Right. It's got to end. Yeah, can't can't be you know can't be that short on him. You know, you get you got to give him some time. Um, every quarterback has bad games, so we'll just see what happens. And uh, this this year's his man. This is this is his time to step up and and show us that. If he can be the guy, uh, if he's not, then we have picks next year. If he is, that's great. So uh, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for the season. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm not getting my hopes up for anything, which is what most people should do, in my opinion, because, you know, if you don't expect a winning record. Yeah, if you have low expectations and, you know, they are bad, then that's what you expected. But if they're good, then you're like, okay, 
we got something here. So, but uh, yeah, the media's just got to be patient. And I know that's hard to tell Philadelphia media, but just be patient with them and see what happens. I, I see a lot of things that like Philadelphia sports media members share. And it's like, dude, the season hasn't even started yet. Give give this kid a chance. I mean, yeah. for the love of God, <laughs> he was just named the starter. What do yeah. you want from him? Do you want him to go to the moon and bring you a moon rock? Is that is that what you want? Yeah, I mean, it's and it's like not. It's like some of it's not even his fault. Like literally, the coach didn't name him starter till last week. You know, we all knew he was the starter, but you know, at least name him the starter. So you know, it was just added on on. It was just added pressure. Unnecessary yeah. drama. Right. It's just it didn't need to be there. So but he is the starter. He's the quarterback for this team. And this is his time. So let's talk about cuts that were made. Uh we weren't able to record last week. So this week we're gonna go through that. Uh what were some of the cuts that shocked you? Um I have one in mind that I think you're going to bring up. Well, I, I yeah, I mean I, I think you know, the first big one, well, first two, in my opinion, are, are Jordan Howard and, and Travis Fogel. Um, I'll let you, I'll, I know you like Fogel, so I'll, I'll let you talk about him, but I was surprised for Howard as well. Um, you know, they, they thankfully brought him back on the practice squad. Same thing with Fogel. Um, so, you know, they're still here, uh, but they didn't make the initial 53. They'll probably be called up during the season if I had to guess. Um, but I was a little surprised that Howard didn't make it, uh, especially the fact that carry on Johnson, got hurt and I don't know if he's still on the team or he's on IR or something, but um, you know, we didn't really have that guy like a bigger back, you know, to get that one or two yards, like maybe on third and one or, or, you know, second and short or whatever, Um, you know, but you know, he's on the practice squad, which is good. So, but I was a little surprised at, at that cut. Now I'm, I'm with you. I I think that, I mean, that cut makes a little bit more sense. And the reason being, he's going to be much easier to sign than anyone else. If, if something were to happen or they do need another running back, would you yeah. disagree with that? Yeah, but they, they, they went with the risk of, okay, no one's going to take him. Let's cut him, and then we'll bring him on the practice squad. You know what I mean? So like they put him on waivers. Nobody claimed him. They brought him back. So, you know, there is, there is running a risk of, you know, those guys getting claimed, but thankfully they didn't. So, um, but I was surprised because they only kept three running backs on the initial roster. Um, they Sanders, Gainwell, and Scott, right? And Scott, yeah. So, you know, I was, I was surprised by that very much, but uh, thankfully he's back. All right. Now the big boy. Wide receivers. Travis Fulgham. And Jonathan Hightower were. So let me begin by asking a question. That's rhetorical because I don't want an answer because I think we already know what the answer is. Was J.J. Ortega-Whiteside kept on the team just to uh, just because he was a first round, uh, not a first round, an early pick? Yep. Um, Is this Howie Roseman just refusing to accept the L on a second round draft pick? Yep. Yep. Um, and you know, let's go back into the Philadelphia sports media talk for a second, because a lot of the talk about the Eagles and the Sixers will surround this when you read online and it's like, Oh, well, Travis Fulgham had a bad camp. And then you see people reporters saying that was just a bunch of BS. 
Okay. And, you know, on top of it, too, you would take a veteran that has proven success over a young player who has done absolutely nothing in his professional career. Now, although Fulgham kind of fell off the face of the world, you saw what he could do in a five-game stretch. What has J.J. Ortega-Whiteside done to prove to you that he should make the team, other than be an early draft pick? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, I was I was on JJ's bandwagon last year. You know, I thought there was like, all right, you know, he didn't have a great rookie year, but they just had to give him, or two years ago, I guess it was now. Um, they just had to give him more snaps, and they never did. And when he was out there, he wasn't great. So, and like you said, Fulgham actually proved that he belongs um you know I, in I think real roughly, games not preseason games right you know i i think they're roughly i don't know i think fulgham was maybe drafted a year before if not the same draft um but like you said fulgham fulgham went out there and did did some stuff you know he, he he led the league in receiving for those four weeks or whatever it was so uh and he was our leading res, like recept uh, not reception uh he, he led the team in receiving yards last year and he only played in what five six games, so uh, yeah, I guess you know the biggest reason was I guess JJ just outperformed him. I mean that's what everyone's saying, but is that really the truth, um, or is it just Howie controlling keep, the media because he's yeah, very good at it? Yeah, he's very Howie, good at it. Howie keeping a guy that he drafted high instead of a guy that he plucked off someone's practice squad. But this goes back to a point that I've made in past episodes. Those plucks off of practice squads and those uh, those those seventh round draft picks, those are the ones that you should be the most proud of because yeah. you were able to find these players that no one thought had value. As a GM, that should be what makes you a unique guy who can find talent where no one else saw it. That's yeah. finding a diamond in the rough. Yeah. And not not every draft pick you're going to make, even in the first round, is going to pan out. Yeah. But if you're able to fix the problem by finding talent, okay, you have an eye for it. Right. But obviously that's not good enough. Yeah, I mean, a, a perfect example is Jordan Mailata. I mean, we, you know, we have we have Andre Dillard, who we drafted in the first round of 2019. And is the starter. Uh, he was a seventh-round draft pick who never played a snap of football in his life. Was just a, Was just a phenomenal athlete. Howie took a risk and look at him now. So Howie should be, you know, like you said, Howie should be proud of those later picks that that no one else was willing to make. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it's just like you said, you, you know, to, to be a successful franchise for the long haul, you have to hit on your early round picks and then get, get lucky with some guys later on. Uh, you know, Howie has got lucky with some guys later on, but – the early pictures haven't been there. Yeah, you know, I'm with you, and I see that. And another problem I have is when we're looking at, like, oh, Travis Fulgham had a bad camp, every report that I read said that J.J. Ortega-Whiteside had a bad one, too, except he caught a touchdown in a preseason game. <laughs> That's it. Well, he had, yeah, he had one really good game, uh, I guess, preseason game, but... Uh, you know, like you said, I, I didn't on both of them really. I didn't really read much on how 
impressive they were or how bad they were. Like I didn't hear anything really. Like the main the main guy was Quez Watkins, and people were just talking about how great he was. Um, I, you know, I heard I heard a few Jalen Rager um, points that you're like, oh, Jalen Rager had a nice day or, or something like that. But you know, those two guys I I didn't really hear much from. So I'm I'm just assuming they either both had a bad camp or they just you know, we're average, I guess. I, I don't know. So yeah, they, they just decided to keep JJ and put Fulgham on the, on the practice squad. Yeah. I, I don't, who would have signed JJ Arthur Whiteside? <laughs> right. We, I mean, we could have brought him back, but luckily nobody signed Fulgham too. So he's back as well. Okay. I think it was weeks four through eight last year. Yeah. I, I think he, he was insane. Those four weeks, like literally. And if he could do that for four weeks, he can do it again. Yeah. He's a young wide receiver. He's yeah. young. I I don't get it. And, you know, maybe I'm just standing for Travis Fulgham a little bit, but I just don't see anything that J.J. Ortega-Whiteside has produced in the National Football League as being worth keeping over Travis Fulgham at this point. Yeah. I mean, this is this is definitely J.J.'s last chance to, to make an impact. I mean, it has to be. Um yeah. Well, yeah, if he if he sucks this year, yeah, and Howie Roseman keeps him next year. I will be flabbergasted. It, yeah, that's that's this is definitely this is make or break time for JJ. Um, and you know, so, hey, all you kid, all you got to yeah, do is prove yeah. me that I'm. All you got to do is say you're a dingus. You don't know what dude, you're talking about. I'm better Ryan, than that, dude. Ryan crapped on Aguilar for how many years, and he had that one good year, and we should. I owned up to it. We owned up. To, yeah, prove us wrong. Because if you do, we'll, we will admit to it. We're, yeah, not, if, if, we're not this type of people who just be like, oh, I said this about him. I, I, he was, I always said he was good. No. No, no, no. 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 Uh, when Aguilar had that phenomenal year during the Super Bowl run, yeah. that immediate offseason, I think I went on a 30-minute spiel about how Aguilar took criticism from this entire city and turned it around on our faces. Yep. And then, of course, he went back to his normal self after that. But Correct. Yeah, yeah. And then he had people throwing babies out of a burning building <laughs> saying that, that people were catching them, unlike Aguilar. But that's because the city doesn't forget. Like, But here's the difference, though. Like, Nelson Aguilar, I, I, I don't hate Nelson Aguilar because, A, we don't win the Super Bowl without him that year. And you, you, can, you, like, you, you can disagree with me if you want, but you're wrong. And two – like you said, he actually had a good year and he owned up to his mistakes, but then he fell back down to earth, obviously. But I don't hate Nelson Aguilar. Like he's on the Patriots now. I hope he does great. You know, I, I hope he, you know, last year he had, he had a actually pretty good season with, with uh, the Raiders. I was like, yeah, good for Nelson Aguilar, man. You know, I never, I never was like, oh crap, Nelson Aguilar is like going off now. Like I never was like that. I'm like, oh, good for him. Like he just didn't, you know, he, he didn't fit here and. You know, he did have one good season, and he helped us win a ring. So, so JJ, you know, you could you could be that same guy. Yes, All you got to do yes, you prove me wrong. But until then, God, um, you uh, are bad. Yeah, we're going to keep crapping on you, JJ. Sorry, bro. Think about it. You have DK Metcalf-type shoes to fill in this city. Terry McLaurin as well. Scary Terry. Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Well, was he that the same draft, or was that the draft before? Devonta Adams was like 2014. Yeah. Oh, that was Jordan. Uh, that was Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matt. That was Jordan Matthews year. Yeah. Yeah. We wow. We really do bad. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I keep uh, reminding myself of that. I'm just so used to the wide receiver conversation and how we draft so poorly at it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in 20. I think I think Aguilar was ahead of somebody as well. I don't. I can't remember though. So uh, going so, forward from this too, let, let me ask you a question. I, I figured you might have better uh, understanding of the situation than me. When we look at all of our wide receivers, they're young and small. Uh, we don't really have a sizable wide receiver out there. Uh, what do you take on that? And do you think that the Eagles are going to struggle against teams that could push these guys around? You know, I, I wouldn't say they're going to get pushed around. I think I think Rager plays bigger than what he is. Um, no, I, I don't think they're going to get pushed around. I just think it's going to take them some time for them to mesh and, and, and get some things under their belt. And like you said, they're very young. I mean, Smith's a rookie. Rager's a second-year guy who barely played last year. Um, you know, Greg Ward's kind of the veteran. He's only what, 26, 27 years old. So, you know, and he, he was a former quarterback at, at Houston when he played college. So, um, I don't think they're good. They may, I mean, they may get pushed around, like you said, cause, cause they're young, but I think once, you know, Devonte Smith, um, you know, gets some games under his belt, I think he'll be more comfortable. I mean, he might come out and be phenomenal. We, we, we don't know. Uh, but I think I, we don't Smith, know because we've never seen SEC talent in Philadelphia. Right. So uh, I think Smith's going to be a stud. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, we don't have really that big body receiver. I think I guess JJ is probably our biggest one. If I had to recall. Yeah, because we have Quez. I mean, Devontae Smith's not, you know, I know he's pretty skinny, but he's six one, um, which, you know, isn't the tallest, but it's not the shortest either. So he's kind of in the middle. Um, you know, you'll have Devonte on the outside, probably, um, you'll have Rager probably on the outside and then Ward in the slot, but they'll mix in Watkins and, and JJ. So, um, I don't think they'll get pushed around. I think, I just think it's going to take, uh, them a couple games for, to get, you know, the chemistry together and get some, a few things under their belt and get them used to things. Well, and going off of a prediction on that and going back to what I said about SEC talent, when when we look at the SEC conference in college football, those guys are playing at such an elite level. They are ready to transition themselves into an NFL game immediately. And we look at our previous draft picks and let's throw it out to guys like a J.J. Ortega-Whiteside or a Jalen Rager. These guys need time to get to that level. They're not playing the same competition. And – that's the thing when that's the outrage that came from the Justin Jefferson um, like pick going immediately after us. If, if Justin Jefferson was immediately ready to make an impact, why wasn't why didn't the Eagles see that? And I think if Devonta Smith, which I, I, I'm going to make a prediction that he's going to have at least 800 receiving yards this year. I think he's going to murder. OK, the route running I've seen from him in college the ability to just see the ball and get open is nothing like we've seen from a young prospect in the city in a very long time. You're a hundred percent right. You're, you are spot on. You're absolutely right. You know, Devonte Smith, you know, we've never, I don't, I don't know if we've ever taken a receiver this high ever. I mean, you know, first round picks that I can think of is obviously Aguilar, but that didn't really work out. And, Freddie Mitchell a while ago that didn't work out either so you know and none of those guys had the talent that Devontae Smith had coming out and like you said the route running is just so crisp and so 
just it, it's perfect. Like he's he's a he's a phenomenal route runner. His hands are great, and he just knows what to do to get open. Um, yeah, I mean he won the freaking Heisman for you know for so as a receiver, which you know not many people can say. Um, See, even even on a great Alabama team, people will say, yeah. oh, you know, his, his teammates helped get him open. No, you still have to get yourself open against the best competition in college football. No doubt. No doubt. <clears throat> that's why, I mean, that's why people go to the SEC, man, is, is because if you go to the SEC, you're expected to be NFL ready by the time you NFL, leave. Yeah. But yeah, like once you're in your third year, <clears throat> once you're done your third year, you're expected to be, um, you know, somewhat ready for the for the next level. And that's why people go there. It's the best conference in college by a, by a wide margin, especially with Texas and Oklahoma going there in a few years. Um, and it's only going to get better from there. So, you know, the SEC is the, the cream of the crop. It's, 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 it's the best conference in college, and that's why people go there. And, you know, for so long we didn't take guys from there for whatever reason, but we're finally starting to, to realize that that's the place to get to get guys. So uh, my my bold prediction would be 800 plus yards for Devontae Smith. Now I, I haven't come up with a touchdown figure in my head, but I think that's a fair enough. I think a bold prediction will be a thousand yards. Honestly, I think you get it. <clears throat> I think you get it eight, on 800 yards. Um, you know. Do you I think? Mean, do you think so? I mean, listen, Justin Jefferson last year had 1,400 receiving yards, and you know I know that's pretty rare for. A rookie and I know you know it's it's he's in some exclusive company but I think Devontae Smith is as good as Justin Jefferson coming out probably better he is better than Justin Jefferson when he came out so um I think I think bull prediction would be a thousand yards but we'll see All right, what I, I will up it to a thousand then yeah I'll do it if, if there is a prop bet to do that I will do that right now I'll do it right now done deal all right after this, after we're done recording, I will go ahead and bet that right now. Is $25 too little? I don't know. I don't really sports bet, so you would know better than me. Yeah, I mean, it's not that much, but I ain't rich either. So that's what I'm going to do. And then I will have that future just sitting there. And then mm-hmm. when it doesn't hit, I'll cry. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> when he has right. 99 yards, then you're going to cry. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, anyways, is there any other big topic with the Eagles that we missed? Um, any other big cuts that need to be discussed? And is there anything going into this weekend's game that we should really talk about? Uh, you know, no other cuts. I was really surprised. Uh, I'm, I was surprised they kept Jack Stoll over over like Richard Rodgers at uh, tight end as their number three tight end. Uh, but I guess they like him enough to keep him on the roster. So good for him but uh other than that not not really much um but yeah i mean it's time man we're, we're in week one uh you know falcons are up right now headed to atlanta and we'll see what happens man this is gonna be it's gonna be a big week for the the, the philadelphia eagles as a, as an organization i mean we're, we're finally going to see jalen hurts as the guy and um you know this this new young receiving core and um you know the, the the defensive additions we get to see like Anthony Harris and, and Eric Wilson and Steve Nelson and you know so I'm excited um, and we'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, I'm cautiously cautiously optimistic. Not getting my hopes up for anything, but again, if we're if we we could surprise some teams, so we'll see what happens. But I'm excited. 
you know, to with the NFC East, <clears throat> excuse me, with um, how how crappy the division is in, in its entirety, just yeah. being honest, the Eagles' last uh, five of their last six games are against division opponents. So yeah. if this division does come down to the wire, you really do have to look out for the birds. They have the opportunity to take the division towards the end of the year if the division is as bad as it was last year, because no matter how bad we are, there's a chance. No question. No question. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we could be there. At, at the this end is me talking point. myself into it again. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, don't get your hopes up, but we, we could be there. Uh, you just never know uh, with this division. Um, last year it was brutal. And uh, hopefully this division will be a little bit better this year, but you know, I'm expecting the Cowboys to be pretty solid. I'm expecting the football team to be pretty solid. I'm just, honestly, I'm expecting the Giants to be pretty solid as well. So um, it's probably not going to be as easy as last year. Uh, but still, we're not the best division by a long shot. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it really is anybody's division at this point. It's going to come down to the wire, and it's not going to be anything that we'll know anytime soon. Um, I don't picture anyone in our division going 5-0. and Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. So let's move on and let's talk some Sixers. Ben Simmons is dead to me. Shit. Yeah, it's just, it, it was just, to me, it was just, okay. You know, there's people having doubts that he was going to get traded. People aren't having those doubts anymore. Uh, and that's even if this, this whole thing is true. Like, I know Ben Simmons hasn't said anything. With, which means Actually, probably. that is true. You know yeah. what? I take that back. Yeah. So Let, let's mean, talk about Joel's Twitter tirade to get before we get into our points about it. Yeah. Uh, ben Simmons hasn't hasn't said anything, so I don't know if that means it is true or not. Uh, but Joel Embiid, yeah, he came out and said, you guys are being stupid. It's basically what he said. And he's right. He's absolutely right. I took no offense to it. I know some people did. Um, but he's right, man. I mean, people cannot. You can't believe you can't believe everything you read and and here on the internet, man. It's just a lot of it isn't true. A lot of it's reviews and money and and that's all people care about, man. It's they don't care who they write about, you know. They, they don't care who they slander. You just can't believe everything you hear, man. And, and he's absolutely right. And I I hundred percent back him on that. On I'm I'm glad he actually did come out and say something. You know the fact that somebody was somebody said that mentioned his name and said, you know, there's beef between these two. He came out and said, you're wrong. You're, you're a hundred percent wrong. And pe- more people should do that, honestly. Um, so I, I have no problem with, with, with what Joel Embiid said. He's absolutely right. Well, one of the first things that Joel said was sources. Trust me, bro. Stop yeah. using my name to push people's agendas. I love and hate drama. I love playing with Ben. Stats don't lie. He's an amazing player, and we didn't get the job done. It's on me personally. I hope everyone is back because we know we're good enough to win. And this is and he retweeted NBA Central, pretty much saying to keep his keep his name out of there. Yeah. Uh, he said, from my experience, y'all have no idea how much this media makes up stuff for followers, and shame on you for believing them. I haven't forgotten, but two years ago I got booed. People in Philly wanted me to be traded. I even shushed them. Only the real ones didn't, but I just put the work in that offseason to be better because I knew I wasn't playing up to my potential. Philly fans, y'all also got to be better. And then he retweeted something that says, Philadelphia Sports Radio rips Joel Embiid. Get this bum out of our city. We love you, Joe. Don't don't listen to those people. 
Yeah, that, that uh, was after that was after he made those comments. So basically, people saw those comments, and I don't know who it was, but someone went on their radio show, pretty much crapped on Joel Embiid, and they were mad because he told fans that they were being stupid, which they were, and they are, they still are, and, and me included. You know, I I didn't even hear about the the whole rift between Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons before Joel Embiid made those comments. So I didn't even see that report. But once I saw the Ben Simmons thing, I'm like, okay, he's gone. But we don't know that for We don't know if that's true. We don't. I see at the last Twitter, the last of the Twitter rant was for clarity. I love the criticism. I love when I'm told I can't do something. It makes me work harder to prove everyone wrong, but not everyone is built like that. Yeah, so obviously he's talking about Ben. Yeah, of course he is. But look, that's, I, no, that's no hate towards Ben Simmons. It's it's not. They're just wired. They're there's they're wired differently. Yeah. And uh, jo- jo- literally since Ben has been here, Joel Embiid says, "Yeah, you know we don't we don't hang much outside of basketball, but when it comes to basketball, me and him are locked in." And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, they don't have to be friends outside of basketball, but when it comes to basketball and, and, you know, building a championship team, they have to be on the same page. And for the most part, they have been. I'm not friends with my coworkers. Exactly. I talk with them at work. Right. And yeah, we laugh and have fun at work when we can. But I don't hang out with my friends from work outside of work. There's work friends and there's your friends, you know. I think that people are blowing that out of proportion, too. You don't need to have uh, – your best friend doesn't need to be your point guard. Right. I mean, you can be best friends. That's fine. But not everyone is – you know, not every teammate are going to be best friends. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but they – when they play, they have been good together. I mean, they're, they're, the Sixers starting five last year was one of the best in the NBA. So you can't really argue that them playing together – didn't work. It did. You know, look at the numbers. Go ahead and look at them. So. I mean, does he. The, the thing that always gets me, and this was the same thing since the, there's so many parallels to the situation. When the same thing was happening to Carson Wentz, why, why don't the players say anything? Why don't people come out and just say, what the hell is going on here? Shut up. Just shut up. Give me 15 days to myself. I'm trying to, like, get my mind off of this. You think I'm not aware that I screwed up? You think I don't know that? But instead, people are pushing these narratives. And there's so many different narratives out there. I don't know what to believe anymore. Well, I think the thing with that was, honestly, I just think Carson Wentz wasn't on social media and stuff. So he probably didn't hear any of those rumors or stuff. So he probably just, like... You know, he was he was he wasn't aware. So I I, I doubt that he wasn't aware. Um, I mean, I'm sure he was aware of some, but, you know, some of the stuff that was said about him, I'm sure he wasn't aware of. Um, So I think that's a bit of, you know, it, it's it's a similar situation, but. um, I don't know. It's just it, it was weird. This that whole situation was weird. And this whole situation is weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I want to mention the Tyrese Maxey thing. That wasn't true either. (laughs) 
Like the report came out and he's like, yeah, Rich Paul told Tyrese Maxey to stop doing stuff in Philadelphia. He never said that. That was that was a false that was a false report. You know, so that's just one of many examples that it's just stuff that isn't true. And and there and there is stuff that come out that people don't say are false. Like like a, a report can come out and saying, you know, Joel Embiid hates playing. This is just a hypothetical. But a report can come out and say Joel Embiid hates playing for the Sixers, right? And Joel Embiid says nothing about it. He probably doesn't even know about it, right? And 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 nobody nobody says it's false. People will believe that. But we know Joel Embiid doesn't hate playing for the Sixers. He loves it. So people could people could literally say anything and get away with it because people just either a won't say it's false or b the the person involved just won't won't even hear about it. So they won't even know that a, a some stupid report about them has come out and people are like, Oh, that's true. But you, no, it's not. A lot of it is not true. Some of it is true, but most of it's not. So this whole, this whole Ben Simmons situation, I'm, I'm starting to believe it is true because again, you know, Ben Simmons had to have seen it and you know, he, he hasn't said anything about it. Um, but the Tyrese Maxey situation was a hundred percent false. I mean, people were coming out and said, "No, you're wrong. That didn't happen." So, you know, so, I'm not. Sorry, I mean, if he is involved in a trade, then whatever. But his name should not have come up, and whoever brought that report up is just an idiot. So, a, a lot of these reports are coming from Jason Dumas, with uh, Tyrese Maxey being involved um, yeah. to get out, and you know. The reason in the intro I mentioned that it sounded like damage control is because he put out, and this is at Jay Dumas reports, source, there's a high chance that Tyrese Maxey will be a part of any Ben Simmons trade. Rich Paul would like both of his clients out of Philadelphia. Then he followed up that tweet by saying a few local Philadelphia-based organizations had planned on partnering with Maxey on some community events. They were told to cancel those plans. Paul would not like Maxey to grow roots in Philly if he could be gone. Then update. Tyrese Maxey is excited about his upcoming year with the Sixers, as is Rich Paul in the 76ers. Paul does not want Tyrese out of Philly. However, the Ben situation is totally separate. The reason that reads to me is damage control is because he was obviously talking with Rich Paul, or at least it seems like it. Yeah. And he was like, okay, 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 let's backtrack on that one. They didn't like that. Also, that would be a terrible thing to do. Let's cancel, uh, let's cancel philanthropy events with a popular Philadelphia athlete in the middle of a pandemic in which a city's struggling. That's really smart of you to do, Rich Paul. You yeah, know? that that and that's that's as an agent, you should have no say in that anyway. You work for the player. The player pays you. So Tyrus Maxey, literally, if Rich Paul goes up to Tyrus Maxey and says, "Hey, I want you to stop doing stuff in Philadelphia," Tyrus Maxey can say, "Go f yourself. I'm doing whatever I want. I can fire you whenever I want. I can go find somebody else." That's what Tyrus Maxey can say. Would he know? Because he's he's a 21 year old kid, but he could do that. Because he's paying the agent, and the agent has no say in what Tyrese Maxey does. Like, he can give his two cents, but it's, it's ultimately up to Tyrese Maxey. Yep. So, you know, wh- whatever the situation was, Tyrese Maxey's name should have never come up, and the fact that it did is a joke. Tyrese Maxey said it himself that he loves playing here. He said he loves playing with Ben Simmons, and he said he loves this team. 
Well, so why too, his and... name come? The, the only reason his name came up is because he shares an agent with Ben Simmons. That's it. That's the only reason his name came up. A hundred percent. And you know, too, it wouldn't make sense if, if Ben were to get traded. Why would he leave? That's a, that's a pristine opportunity to potentially steal a starting point guard spot in the NBA. And, and here's my thing, too. The only way Tyrese Max is getting traded is if it's if it's for someone like Damian Lillard. And the, the only way. Happen. Yeah. And we're not giving up Maxi if it's if, if it's for someone like like if if we're trading Ben Simmons to, let's say, like, 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 like Pacers or something, we're not giving them Maxi, too. You know, we're giving them Ben Simmons, and then the, we're getting all the stuff. We're getting, you know, we're getting the first-round picks. We're getting the players. Not the other way around. I'll be honest. Let me tell you what I think is going to happen. We're just going to ship Ben Simmons to Minnesota. Okay. We're going to ship him to Minnesota because they're highly interested in him. Yeah. They have the assets to give us for him. And frankly, why wouldn't we? What do we have to lose? If Ben doesn't want to play, if it's true that Ben doesn't want to play here, that's where we would get the most value. He doesn't have a no trade clause. Yeah, he has a preference. Even if he, yeah, but he has a preference. But again, even if he had a no trade clause, he wouldn't waive it because he, if like you said, if the reports are true, he wants out. So, um. Sorry, I just killed a spider in my house. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, yeah, so. Sorry, I got, I got sidetracked. Look, uh, spiders are scary. I just killed one with my vacuum cleaner yesterday. Yeah, I it just clapped on it. Uh, sorry about that. So, yeah. Um, like I was saying, All right, Spider-Man, let's go. Back yeah. to the show. <laughs> I didn't get bit. We're good, though. Um, so, yeah, if Ben Simmons is traded, and like you said, if this stuff is true, which I'm starting to believe it is, um. Because, again, he hasn't said anything. And, I, you know, I saw, you know, I follow him on Instagram and he's been posting stuff. But it's about, like, cars and stuff. So, um, I'm sure he would have said something. So, if it is true, then, you know, we'll, we'll trade him and, and, and see what we can get. Um, uh, but we may, again, we may not trade him. But who knows? Like, I really don't, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. You know, this very well could just be a threat to try to expedite something. And nothing's going to come from it. It could be a ploy. It, it could be all negotiation be, tactic, you yeah, know. All yeah, this could be. I, I don't know. I really don't know. At this point, and I know we want answers immediately because we just want to know. But just kick your feet up and just let things happen. There's no need to constantly berate the guy. Just it it should be all out of your system by now if you did. Yeah. I know we all have. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, don't go, you know, don't go on Twitter and, and shame them and, and, you know, add them and be like, oh, F you, Ben Simmons or whatever. Like, you know, don't don't do that. You know, you can be angry as a fan, but like, yeah, I, I saw a pretty popular Twitter page say something like, yeah. oh, if you saw Ben Simmons on the street, what would you do? I'd be like, dude, right. what's your problem? Well, what could, <laughs> like, yeah, what kind of relax. Question? I'd be like, yo, it's Ben Simmons. Can I got a picture like that's what I would do. Yeah, probably. But, you know, so, you know, don't. There's no there's no purpose to just go online and say negative stuff about people. There's no there's no point to it. You get nothing out of it, and, and it just hurts the people you're talking about. So why do it? You know, I know people have no lives, and that's all they do is just crap on people on the internet. But it's stupid. So, you know, I don't hate Ben Simmons. If he wants out, he wants out. I don't give a crap. You know, trade him and see what we get. You know, I'm we're, we're trying to win a championship here. I'm not I'm not. 
I'm not worried about the bull crap that's going on. If he wants out, he wants out. Give me someone who wants a player. And, you know, I will take Joel's words of advice. Yes. Don't believe everything that the media presents you because they oh, could have just literally presented us yep. all lies. And yep. Ben is just sitting at his house playing video games like, oh, yeah, they said that, too. And he didn't even do anything yet. Right. And that 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 could be that could be it too. Like Ben Simmons probably saw he 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 was like oh he saw he's like oh there's another false false report, and didn't and do did nothing. So that could be a possibility too. So, I you know you really just you, you don't know what to believe, and it's sad. It really is sad because the fact there's that there's not there's not a single trustworthy media yeah, source right. in the Philadelphia sports media right now. Yeah, and the only not, person I would trust is probably Merrill Reese. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because what does Merrill Reese have to lose? Yeah, 100%. He's exactly. not even a newsbreaker, but I trust him before anyone. Yeah, he calls the Eagles games. I mean, what does he have yeah. to lose? He's been, doing it for, he's been doing it for 100 years at this point. Uh, I, I just need a beacon of hope. One Philadelphia sports reporter to not be a puppet of a GM. Yeah. Or And just say what actually happened. Yep. And, and just sad say, listen. Literally, you know, anyone- Anyone can say whatever they want and get as many views as they want, and it does not matter. They can say whatever they want, and you wouldn't know if it's true or not, and that's that's a sad fact, but it is. Another thing, too, that I keep thinking back to is, like, it is an agent's job to communicate with a team. Yeah. So what if Rich Paul was talking with the Sixers? Yeah. Any, any, any team member could have their agent talk to the Sixers saying, hey, can I get a little bit more money? That, yeah. That- that's usually conversations that happen in the offseason, if I'm not mistaken, right? Sure, 100%. But I'm just at the point where I'm fed up as a fan, and I just want to know. Yeah, I'm just, just – Someone say it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. As a fan, I'm just – I'm tired of the bull crap. I'm tired of the lies. I'm tired of the false reports. Tell me how it is. Like, tell me what's going on, and that's it. I mean – you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to win a champ. Like, I, I want this team to win a championship. That's the ultimate goal. I, you know, I don't want this other bull crap going on. You know, oh, this player hates this player. Oh, this player wants out. Like, I don't care about that. Get me players you want to play here, and let's go win a title. Yep. So, we'll see what happens, but... If, if Ben Simmons gets traded, don't be surprised. And honestly, don't be surprised if he doesn't get traded. Like, I, again, I, I, have, no, I have no idea what's going to happen. So let's walk it off. Move away from bashing Philly sports media and surprise Eagles cuts and the tragedy of Ben Simmons. And let's talk the tragedy of the Philadelphia Phillies. They are both capable of bringing a city together and making them extremely angry. Because they win, and when they win, they win. And when they lose, it's like, dude, come on. Yeah. Bryce Harper? Okay, he's doing pretty well. He's still hitting 300. Yeah. Uh, but what what else is really happening right now? They're two and a half games out. Yeah. So, you know, 
it's going to come down to the wire. Uh, they're actually only two games out now, but they're at 70 and 66. So let's go through the remaining games. There's not many. And it looks like a pretty weak schedule for the most part. The Phillies are playing the Brewers right now, and they're winning by two. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's actually the easiest schedule left in the MLB. Uh, so. Yeah, but it, see, they just lost two or three to the Marlins. Like. Yeah. Which it, yeah, it means nothing. Um. So. I, I don't know. I I don't know what to say about this team. I, I I never know what to say about this team. I mean, if you listen to this podcast before, it's just up and down. It's it, it's it is a roller coaster of emotions and 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 inconsistency and. That's what this team is. I mean, if you listen to this podcast consistently, you've seen both polls of how happy we are about Phillies. And I'm not talking voting polls. We are in the North Pole one week and we are in Antarctica the next. Yeah. I mean, during that, what was it, the eight game winning streak? You know, we were we were riding high. But then, you know, then it fell apart. We lost like seven of nine after that. You know, we lost first place. Then we win six straight. Then you lose two out of three to the Marlins. So, you know, I just I don't get it. I don't I don't know. I, I understand that the people who are like, oh, you know, we, we still, you know, we're still right there. We still got this. I, I, I get it. And I, I'm with you on that. But this team, it's just, they're not good enough, man. They're just not. I mean, look at the lineup they throw out every day. I mean, you got Harper, Real Muto, and Segura, and that's it. I mean, you're throwing out AAA players. Didi is horrible. Yeah, you're throwing out Freddie Galvis every day. You know, as much as I love I love Freddie, he's not an everyday player anymore. He, I don't know if he ever was. I mean, and you got, you know, I mean, Hoskins is done for the year. You know, McCutcheon, you know, is so, is so up and down just like this team. You know, he goes a few days when he's great, and, you know, he'll go two weeks when he does nothing. You know, I, I mean, I like the kid Marshawn, but. I'm throwing out Jankowski. Yeah, I mean you're throwing out yeah Jan- Jankowski and, and and Ronald Torres. You know I, I know Torres has been decent this year, but I mean again he's not an everyday player. He's just not. You know as and as you know I know Oduble's been okay this year too, but again he's he's so up and down too. It's just and and the pitching is just. You know, this, I mean, the starting pitching has actually been better as of late. I mean, Wheeler hasn't been great, though. And Nola is not himself for whatever reason. I just, I don't Nola know. Nola is only throwing curveballs when the slider is his bread and butter. I don't know yeah. what's going on with it. Did he just lose faith in it? Uh, I, yeah, Nola's been bad. Nola's been bad. I mean, Wheeler's struggled since the All-Star break a little bit. And All right. We get I mean, Kyle Gibson's been good. Kyle Gibson's actually hit. Well, he got roughed up last outing, so never mind. But he's been good prior to that. Uh, actually, Matt Moore's actually been pretty solid, too, surprisingly. Um, but you never know what you're going to get with the bullpen. Um, Ian Kennedy's been fine at the back end, but other than that, it's not it's not great. Uh, you're throwing out Cam Bedrosian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're throwing out J.D. Hammer and, and, and you know, Bailey Falter and, and – Still Hector Neres for whatever reason. Any uh, September call up you could find at this point. Yeah, it's it's literally anybody walking on the street they'll they'll call up and and they'll be in the bullpen. So, all right, let's I, go through, let's go let's go through the series. 
And I want to hear your unbiased opinion of what you think is going to happen. All right, this Brewer series, how do you think it's going to swing? You know, it's funny. It's like it's weird because they'll they'll beat the good teams and then they'll lose the bad teams. They could take two of three or whatever, how many it is. Yeah, they could take two of three from the, the from the Brewers. Honestly, they could. Then a four game series with the Rockies. They're gonna lose. They're gonna lose three of those games. I I honestly was about to say they're gonna lose three or four. Yep, they will. A three game series against the Cubs. They'll lose. They'll lose two of those games probably. Uh, then they got a three game series against the Mets in New York. Uh, I think the Mets historical choking will grant the Phillies a sweep there. They could sweep, yeah. I was going to say two or three, but they could sweep that, too. Uh, the Orioles in Philly. Uh, they'll lose. They'll lose two of those. Four-game series against the Pirates in Philly, two to two. They'll, yeah, they'll, 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 they'll split that one. And then finally, a three-game series of Atlanta in Atlanta to close the season off. They're, they're going to swept in Atlanta. That's the pessimism. Yeah, it is. And I, I, I honestly, literally, I hate to say that, but I, I really think it's true. Because it's going to come down to the wire, and we're not going to show up. I guarantee it. The only one I disagreed with, really, I think that they could take three or four with the Pirates, and I think that the Rockies, they'll split that series. Well, they could, but they won't because they lose to suck. They, they got swept by the Diamondbacks, Ryan. The Diamondbacks. Okay, you might be right. And the Rockies are better than them. We lost two or three to the to the Pirates. We should have got swept by them. Okay, okay, calm down, calm we down. Are, we are we are four, three and four, or four and four, whatever. In, in in Miami playing the Marlins, we should be undefeated against the Marlins. The Marlins are garbage. Yes, they have some young talent. Don't get me wrong; they're going to be good in a few years, I think. But right now, no. That we should be destroying them, and the, and you see them so many times in, in the year. How are you not beating this team? But then we'll, we'll come out against the Brewers, and we're up two nothing. I know it's second inning, but you know, I mean, we took two or three from the Padres a few weeks ago. I just I don't know. It, it's just. They just don't care when it comes to the bad team. You have to you have to beat the bad teams. You have to. Oh, so you think their lack of success comes from playing down teams that are worse than them? Yes. Hmm. Dude, they got swept by the Diamondbacks. Okay. Do I need to reiterate? No, no. Swept by the Diamondbacks. I, I got Diamond it. Diamondbacks. in baseball. Yeah, I got it. They have 93 losses. They uh, lost uh, two of three to the to the Marlins. The Diamondbacks lead the league in losses. Yes. They're worse than the Orioles, and the Orioles lost 18 straight games. Does that put it in perspective for you? Uh, yeah, I, I got it. And we got swept by them. Yep. Swept by Need them. I go on? Need I go on? 
Yeah, go ahead. Because at this point, I think we've reached our destination for the day. We but lost. Thank you for listening to the Brilliant Bandwagon podcast. Pittsburgh go to PhilSportsNation.com for all, all your Philly sports and desires. How go to the podcast. Now. The go to the Bandwagon. You can find us on Anchor there. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. The Pirates are 35 and a half games back in their division. Go to the Wag Shop. You can find our merchandise there. Pick the up Diamondbacks cover, are 42 and a half games hats, back. Are whatever you? Whatever you want, it's probably there. Check us out. Uh, check out oh, all the Wag Shop. All of, our, all of our Sports Nation I'm partners. Why did you do this to me? Then you can go to our page on Twitter at the PHL Bandwagon. We're also on Facebook at the PHL Bandwagon. We share and, polls. And still on the team. Guess who's still on the team. I know he's hurt, but guess who's still on the team. We would love. Say it. Love, Say his name. Love, go ahead. Love. Do it. Retweet our polls. Say his name. No. No. Say Retweet the our man's polls, name. Share our stuff. Interact with us. We really do care about it. I want to hear it. And we do love it. <laughs> And we would, oh my God, if you have an email for us, send yep. it to the PHL. You know who I'm talking about. Gmail.com. Uh, Andrew you know. freaking <laughs> Knapp. <laughs> Are you serious? We've reached our destination. Joe, listen. See you at bro. the next stop. Joe. Go birds, baby. Joe. You know, anyway, Sam Fold, the, the new, what is he, GM or whatever it is? I don't even know. Uh, Dave, listen, bro. John, John Middleton. I know he's John Middleton, an idiot, but, you know. Oh, you're listen to me. Dave. Listen you're... to me speak right now. Get Andrew Knapp off of this team, or I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to lose it. Okay. All right. All right. He's, he's, he's hurt, and he's still on this team. This is, this is the third week. I am better than Andrew Knapp. Me. I would love for that competition to be set up. Andrew, if you're listening, I will be the meat. If you're listening, game. Andrew, I, I hate you with a passion. I, I want to get your jersey just to burn it. I want you to hit like 35 home runs in batting practice and then have Chip go up and hit like pop flies. Well, okay, listen, bro. Andrew, if you're listening, you're not. But if you are, I hate you. Okay. Please, why? I'm going to get your jersey. Just so I can burn it and take a crap on it. Well, he gets he gets income off of that because it has his name on it and likeness. All right, here's what I'm gonna do then. I'm gonna buy a jersey that you can like you can put your name on, and I'm gonna put your name on it, mm-hmm. and then take a crap on it and put it on throw it on fire. Okay, well that was very very aggressive. I hate you, Andrew. Okay, all right. I all wish right. you all no right. Success. All right. Like, sir, sir, life, sir. Yes. In this life, family yes. friendly entertainment. No, 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 no. Sir, listen, sir, listen, sir. listen, listen. Sir. In, in life, I wish you success. In baseball, no, not at all. Okay. I okay. want you, you off of this team. I don't want you on an MLB team. I don't want you on a minor league team. Andrew, I, I want you to stop you playing baseball for your life. Hire you as a coach. So we can just everyone can move on. So with their lives. Andrew Knapp is. The I'm Knapp sure you're a nice dude, and if it, like that? if you weren't on the Phillies, I would have no problem with you. But you've been on the Phillies for so damn long, and you're you're terrible. And I want you off this team. I hate you with a passion. Okay, so that's where we're at. Go birds. We've reached our destination. We'll see you at the next stop. Go birds. Go birds.